0: on a different topic, but I, I was just listening to the Top of the Hour News, and there is a Trump factor. There's no doubt about it. Whether you're a supporter or, or don't like Donald Trump, there's a Trump factor because him saying we've got the biggest scandal going on in U.S. history, eh, it gets some coverage. If Barack Obama had said that or George Bush had, or any other president mm-hmm. had said we're in the midst of the biggest political scandal in U.S. history, the country would have come to a halt. Oh, my God, what are What are you talking about? What happened? Right. Right. And well, we're not because... In the, well, because in the, he says
1: all sorts of crazy stuff. He says
0: all sorts of stuff. Some of it true, some of it not. Right. Yeah. And, and on
2: we go. I think yeah. we can weather this. We got through the Civil War. I'm sure we can deal with this. Uh, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, Matt Hamilton of the Los Angeles Times, uh, who's been reporting the incredibly troubling story of uh, USC former gynecologist Dr. George Tyndall, and his, uh, his, his victimization of a number of different women. Matt, welcome. How are you?
3: Hi. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm doing well.
2: It, it's our, our pleasure, indeed. Thanks for being here.
0: I wonder if maybe to get people's attention uh, as to why we're even talking about this, we describe, because I, I haven't gotten into the description of some of the things I've, I've read that this guy did to college girls. Um, how do you want to handle that?
3: Yeah, so Dr. Uh, George Kendall, he worked for almost, three decades at USC student health clinic, and he was the only full-time gynecologist. So he saw thousands of women over the years. Um, And he was accused repeatedly of inappropriate comments and touching. And, you know, the complaints kind of reached administrators in the clinic. USC didn't take action until 2016. They allowed him to resign, um, gave him a settlement, a financial payout, didn't report him to the medical board. And we revealed all of that last week um, and hours before publication, USC released this letter and a summary of their investigation into him. So they they didn't really come clean until several months after.
0: Um, Well, to say he was accused of or made inappropriate comments or touching it, you know, really downplays what he was doing. Um,
3: It it does. Um, It's, you know since our story came forward, women are saying they feel like he violated them, he assaulted them, sexually abused them and molested them. Um, What he was basically doing was, you know, many people uh, and some witnesses also in the exam room, because he had nurses, um, he would tell uh, young women, he was kind of inserting fingers before the speculum um, to see if it fits. Uh, And, you know, he said he had medically, uh, necessary reasons for doing so, but experts told us that those were were highly questionable or just inappropriate. Okay,
0: this is indelicate. I'm going to say it. If you don't like indelicate stuff, you know, turn it off. Don't let your kids hear this. But he would stick his entire fist inside of college girls, and he yeah, did this was... for years. With sometimes with people in the room saying, "Well, I've got to do this to see if I can uh, use the equipment properly," and he and he just kept doing it. I mean, this is this is astounding.
3: And he was making uh, lots of remarks. Uh, You know, he had kind of stock phrases that Witness said he would use. He would remark on the tightness uh, of women's vaginal muscles. Um, He said, you know, he often complimented their skin as creamy or beautiful, flawless, told them they should be models um so a gynecologist holy genitals. crap that, yeah, that should be a just, firing
0: offense yeah. right there you should lose your job a gynecologist should never you know you're laying there in the stirrups i've had many women explain to me how awful and uncomfortable that whole thing is to start with anytime a gynecologist says you know you should be a model eh, over at that point mm-hmm. you don't need anything else so uh, now that we've covered that uh fairly thoroughly
2: Um, the fact that the university did as little as they did and as slowly as they did is really outrageous. And we understand that a couple of hundred USC professors are now calling for the president to uh, step down.
3: Yeah, the USC's faculty, I, I think, is in a state of revolt. They have signed this petition. They have a town hall scheduled for today on campus. Um, you know, they're just saying Nikias, the president of USC, Max Nikias, should resign or the board of trustees I uh, should force him out. Uh they they've just had enough with repeated scandals that our newspaper has covered um extensively over the last several years.
0: In a progressive Inclusive. state like California at a at a in a progressive uh, enclave like a like a like a, a UC campus, how in the world oh, do you? women complaining about a man saying inappropriate things to them go unpunished for all these years?
3: Well, just to be clear, USC is out of the UC system. It's a private university. Oh, correct. Um, And that's one element here is that, you know, unlike UC system, you know, there's they're not subject to the public records laws. Uh, So many of their business happens behind closed doors. Uh, which is just makes it a little more challenging as a reporter to to reveal these but I think a little more necessary. Sure, well. but
0: my point remains these are these are mm-hmm. you know value everyone of every uh, gender, skin type, orientation, you know, sorts of places
3: USC. Yeah. Um and and yeah. you let this happen? You know, I think it's people were complaining, you know, nurses, uh medical assistants, students and you know and that that should be made clear that there there were repeated objections to what he was doing. It's either they weren't taken seriously enough, or they didn't, or they were ignored. I think we're still reporting on what, how exactly this was allowed to happen over so long.
2: But Matt Hamilton of the LA Times is on the line. He's been covering this story. Yeah, and it's just astonishing. You know, it's a theme we hit on a lot, Matt. That. Uh, the, the extent to which, you know, whether it's politicians or bureaucrats or educators will put aside every principle they claim to hold dear to protect their institution or bureaucracy, it's just, uh, it's astounding.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, you know, they paid yesterday, or excuse me, earlier this week, the provost of the university said, you know, these financial settlements that we give, he was defending that practice as, you know, they look to be unseemly. Uh, He didn't use that word specifically, but, you know, they're often the most expedient way to get rid of someone. Uh, But we we interviewed the doctor, Dr. Tyndall, several hours at a public park in Los Angeles. Um, And Dr. Tyndall was under the impression that USC had reversed the findings of its internal investigation um, as almost an incentive for him to resign and get the payout. He was told uh, in his telling that, you know, Otherwise, you'll be fired if you don't accept this. USC disputes that account. But um, Dr. Tyndall said, you know, I was told I'd be cleared if I resigned.
2: Wow. Wow. Interesting. So the university uh, allowed Tyndall to resign quietly with a financial payout, did not inform his patients, nor did USC report him to the Medical Board of California. Nice.
3: They, They reported him in March of this year, March 9th. When That's the heat they, finally right. got, you know. Got, about a month after we began asking right. their employees right. questions. Right, right. Knocking on their doors, yeah.
2: Okay, well, this is this is the sort of thing that really good journalism does, Matt, and I congratulate yeah. you and everybody at the L.A. Times for, you know, for digging into this thing and then pr- helping to protect the, the victims and women in the future. Well yeah. done.
0: Yeah, you stopped other girls Thank from you. having to go through this.
2: Yeah, yeah. And good to talk to you, Matt. Thanks for uh, lending us a Thank few minutes of your time.
0: Yeah, thank you both for having me. Oh, it's it's yeah.
2: absolutely our pleasure. Thanks.
0: So, have you seen a picture of this guy? It's our pleasure. In yeah. So, yeah. he looks like the kind of guy that would do that, which I think matters cuz women have a, you know, real thing about creepy guys. And he looks like a creepy guy and he was doing unbelievably creepy stuff. Yeah. And the fact that 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 a, a university in California it just it just shows you I've got to wrap my head around the fact that organizations will protect any sort of behavior. Right. They just will. It's just human nature. I've just got to accept it's true. And the question, how did he get away with it?
2: He didn't. And that's the troubling thing. Yeah. He was accompanied by female nurses or medical assistants known as chaperones. And in the years he was doing what he's doing, chaperones became alarmed about the frequency with which I'm quoting now from the LA Times, he used a camera during pelvic exams. Um... Tindall's chaperones in the 90s questioned his motivations. One chaperone recalled him taking multiple pictures of hundreds of patients' genitals, while another said she witnessed 50 to 100 patients photographed. Uh, A clinic nurse in the 90s and 2000s said that after a chaperone alerted alerted administrators to the camera, then-executive director Dr. Lawrence Neinstein ordered it removed, but then said, okay, there, that took care of that. So you got a Pervo gynecologist doing all sorts of Pervo stuff, and hey, by the way, he's taken lots of pictures of women's privates. Completely unnecessary. Okay, well, we'll we'll get the camera out of there, is the solution to this.
0: And saying things like, you should be a model.
2: Yeah. Whoa. In the 2000s, early 2000s, at least three patients submitted letters complaining about inappropriate touching and remarks. They were read aloud during monthly committee meetings. Uh, et cetera, et cetera,
0: so he was as about as known as you 're ever going to get, yeah, as and, to what he was doing,
2: then the committee confronted this Neinstein guy who 's running the uh, the program, said, Larry, this is unusual to get so many of
0: these letters. something needs to be done so here 's what you know university of spoiled children it's how does how does one of these in got be a case where you got a very you got a college girl from a very wealthy family that has some power either in the ability to hire a lawyer or, or you donate money to the university or something like that, that 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 they didn't complain or were they also they didn't want to besmirch their beloved university
2: well the, the USC cliche isn't true anymore for one thing it's just it's like many universities they give out huge scholarships and really try to have lots of poor folks well this there. goes
0: back to the 90s well yeah but uh,
2: well anyway uh,
0: apparently that didn't help so god that's just amazing though You would think there'd be some dad, mom, somebody that would make a huge deal out of this. Well, you you know, as we learned with Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein, Mm. you couldn't make a huge deal out of it up until like a year ago. Nobody would listen. Nobody would listen to these things.
2: The report said it's unclear why he was left in his position. The uh, Neinstein guy who I've talked about a couple of times croaked a couple of years ago, so he's not around to ask.
0: That is just... I just still cannot get my head wrapped around... This, you know, Michigan State, the VA, Hollywood, all these organizations that are willing to overlook this sort of stuff. But they are. Commenting on college women's perky
2: breasts. In well, front stand, of nurses. They stand right up there, don't they? One recalled him telling him patient.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just assume that if you said, if you were just walking through a college campus, right, and you said it to a clothed college girl across the quad, I would assume I end up with my life ruined, right? Let alone punch me. Let alone I work there and I do it over and over again.
2: (coughs) Yeah, it's amazing.
0: It is amazing. (sighs) Well, you know. I don't know,
2: This is it's evil and it's it's disgusting and it's perverse and the rest of it, but maybe it'll help people understand what we're always talking about with the iron law of bureaucracy. People start with a purpose, and slowly but surely, a bureaucracy with a purpose, be it a university or government agency or something like that, slowly those people are replaced by people whose purpose is protecting the agency, until that's practically all
0: that happens. I've never been in one, so I, I can only read about it and like... Big companies are like that too, though. But
2: I've all—I've look at Wells Fargo, for instance. Yeah, or, oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. With another good example. I've mostly worked for places that I secretly wanted to go down
2: <laughs> to fail. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you would make up accusations and call the LA Times.
0: Yeah, but you, you just need to accept that that's true. An organization oh, yeah. will protect its existence. In the face of old veterans dying, young girls being molested, whatever. Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. For decades.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: And there really are some characters on this year's squads, aren't there,
0: Jeff?
2: That's right, Dave. It does seem like the most flamboyant personalities came to the forefront, and they are here. Let's meet the players from the East.
0: Leoz
4: Maxwell-Jillio, East Carolina University.
2: Javaris Jamar, Javaris and Lamar, University of Middle Tennessee.
0: Devoin Showerhand, University of Southern Mississippi. Hingle McCringleberry.
4: Penn State University.
1: La <laughs> Carpentron Duke Marion. Florida Atlantic University.
3: The Dickolage Morgum. University of South Florida.
2: Ex-Miss Jackson Flaxen Waxen. California
0: University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Key and Peel. California University of Pennsylvania. That's pretty funny.
4: <laughs> yeah, so that the entire they, bit is hilarious.
0: They have two of those
4: uh, bits, each one about five minutes long. I uh, love them; they're great.
0: Yeah, that flared. So (laughs) So we got a couple of texts on the names thing, and I'll get back to the other stuff. And then I found
2: a really great website, too. Let's uh, if we want to continue on in Um, that direction. I'm I'm tired of rapine.
0: My grandmother's name is Mercedes. She was born in Italy in 1893, and I seriously doubt she was ever a stripper. (laughs) You know what? I apologize. I apologize
2: for, for, uh, you know, the insult toward your sainted grandmother.
0: Incubus, succubus, time for dinner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gelatine.
0: Somebody uh complained about how they always ask how she spells her name at Starbucks. I don't, it's not a legal document. Just write it however you want to. <laughs> Phonetically. <laughs> that would help. Uh, Also got this text, kind of funny. I think you'll get the reference. I heard Hollywood has already awarded Barack Obama the Oscar for Best Motion Picture of uh, the Year. Yes. yes. Nobel Prize. Thing. Yeah, good shot. Um, Back to the uh, USC gynecologist. Should you be skeptical of the motives of any man who wants to be a gynecologist? It isn't. I know. Don't you think it's an odd thing to want to get into? Of all the things you can study as a dude.
2: I don't know. The the existence of proctologists makes me think it's just. I don't know. You like opinions? I can make that. (laughs)
0: All right. (laughs) Uh, I had a male gyno while up all up in my business. He asked me if I knew how to practice safe sex. I answered like it was a serious question, and he said, "No, a padded headboard." (laughs) Ha 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 ha! I was not amused. Oh my god. What makes you think that's a good idea? What makes you think it's a good idea to say you should be a model? Well, she's, you know. Because you're a perv, is why. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's a criminal. Yeah. Um, And this is an excellent point that I wish I'd have thought of. I'm going to make sure I'm not skipping anything. Um, On one hand, you have that guy last week who had his whole career blown up because he made that lingerie joke on the elevator. Oh, God. Fifth floor right. lingerie. Right. And just the pure Fake outrage. Of on, on one hand, you got that happening in the right. world whilst you have this doctor basically raping college girls for decades. And, and, it, and it was known. And you don't know anything about it. Yeah. it. It doesn't seem like those two things could both happen in the same society. But they are for different reasons. So we're back on the rapine. You don't have a... Uh, you don't have an entire bureaucracy trying to protect a guy who makes a lingerie joke on an elevator. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing.
2: So, what was the other that you
0: were saying about names? Yes, her grand his grandmother's name was Mercedes. I'm pretty I get sure it. she wasn't a stripper.
2: So uh, somebody, somebody or other, alert listener, and we will post this for you so you can find it. Uh, Goose. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how he signs off. Anyway. Uh, alert me to this website where you can plug in your name the year you were born, and it'll show you what, you know, rank of popularity that was and give you your today name. Oh, that's an interesting uh, Joseph thing. was the 11th most popular name when I was born. Today I'd be Elijah. There you go. That's a good old, uh, another cool name. old-timey biblical name. Uh, my 2000s name is James. My 1990s name is Robert. My 1980s name is Jeremy. My 70s name is Thomas.
0: Can you never run into somebody who has a little baby boy? Would you name him Robert? It just doesn't happen now.
2: My nineteen twenties name is Walter, which was interestingly is my middle name and was my great grandfather's first name.
0: Who was not a stripper either?
2: Nope. Well, briefly a stripper. Actually, my nineteen uh, my eighteen nineties name is Walter. My nineteen hundreds name is Walter. My nineteen twenties name is Walter.
4: The well, the oh, they only had like six names back then.
0: True enough. The fashion of names is is is. Strange and unimportant is the fashion of, you know, are jeans skinny or wide-legged? Just comes and goes. Your today name is Vincent. Vincent? Yeah.
2: Okay. Jack was the 102nd most popular name back in the day. Really?
0: Yeah. Your 90s name is Bobby. Bobby?
1: (laughs) Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? New front opening up on Trump spygate charges. You got Silicon Valley Cities thinking about joining Seattle and slapping a head tax on big companies. And my friends, get ready for Markle Sparkle. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. No idea what that is. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs>
2: So I'm playing along, uh, playing around rather with this website where you can uh, enter your name and when you're born and it'll give you a similar uh, popularity rank through the years. And, um, and your name, Jack, Your this is kind of interesting. Your 1940s name would be Hubert. Cool. 30s Myron. 20s. Which is my dad's middle name. Huh. 20s Elbert. 1910s Kermit. 1900s, Clayton Kermit. I'm glad I'm not a Kermit. <laughs> and too many jokes. In 1890s, your name would be Jeff. That's Isn't w- that interesting? It is interesting. Here's another interesting tidbit. Uh, in uh, the early 2000s, in Seattle, this was a popular name. Did we get your name, sir? F- you, you, f- sucker. That's my name. F- you, f- sucker. Which is is now very rare as a name.
0: That, oh, was, hilarious. that was a longshoreman union
1: dispute? Is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, that was some union yeah. goon
0: for the longshoreman back in the day. So do you have the breaking NFL that news? hyphenated or what, sir? <laughs> do you have the breaking NFL news, Marshal? No, I do not. Okay, this just came across. Breaking
2: news! Breaking pigskin news! <laughs> yes. yes!
4: Hey,
0: Brandon put a helmet on. That's fantastic. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
4: That's that is so cute. Yeah, I didn't even know you had that. Where'd you
0: get that? Donkey has a helmet on. Isn't that from your favorite movie? <laughs> Francis the... Uh, no, Hot to Trot oh, is my favorite <laughs>
2: movie.
1: Hot <laughs> to Trot is your favorite movie? Oh, yeah.
2: John Candy oh, movie. The oh, one <laughs> with the talking horse? Uh, yeah, yeah. talking horse that they try to make into a racehorse or something. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, <laughs> NFL owners have agreed to a new national anthem policy. Ah, You want to hear it? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Teams will be fined if players kneel on the field or sidelines. Wow. Wow. The team will be fined. So, is that going to change anything? No. Yes. We'll debate after this. Why would it? Wouldn't you be in the same situation? Does it say how much the fine would yeah. is? Well, you're. you're... Well, I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird justification
2: for getting rid of a guy that doesn't make you look like you're... Anti-whatever-the-guy-claims-to-be-pro. You'll still look, you say, look We yeah. can't help, hold on to him. We're getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars over this dude. Well, student. in
0: reality, you were loo- probably losing more money than you were being fined. So you are you were already costing your team money. Yeah. Seems like kind of a plausible deniability thing, though. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well,
1: President Trump maintains there was an FBI informant planted in his 2016 campaign. In an early morning tweet, Trump blamed the criminal deep state... And said they are now caught up in a spy scandal the likes of which this country may never have seen before. Now Republican lawmakers are going to a special meeting tomorrow to review classified information relating to claims the FBI used that informant to gather information. Democrat Ch- Chuck Schumer objects to being shut out.
2: If the meeting goes forward as planned right now, only partisan, only the worst actors on the House side in the room no one should trust anything they say coming out of that meeting. It will be a sham. Don't don't call my tr- boy Trey Gowdy one of the worst actors in the house. That's ridiculous. He's a good man.
0: But they're only going to have Republicans. Look yep. at that stuff. Why yeah. is why is that?
2: I can't think of any justification no, for that. Just honestly,
0: seems like a bad move. Ah, uh, so uh, politically, because we'll, uh, the problem with I, is you're not going to be able to convince the country of anything you say. Right. Even if you're being honest.
2: It's a curious move. I mean, the excuse is, well, the Democrats aren't the ones who asked for the information. It seems like kind of a silly rationalization to me. But if you want to play around with this name thing, the eras, the names, etc., it's posted at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links.
0: Hey, back to the NFL thing as I'm noodling this through. um, So the NFL as an organization has said, we will fine any team that this happens to. Well, that doesn't that just put it on the owner, then? Now each owner has to decide how they're going to handle it. We'll either say, okay, we'll pay the fines because I'm going to support my players, or I'm going to get rid of them. I mean, they're in the same position they were in before. Each individual owner. Either I support this guy and let him do it, or I
2: don't. Well, yeah, but it, like I say, it's a more direct excuse for getting rid of a guy. You don't have to say, well, we're losing revenue because of the controversy caused by... You can say...
1: I'm not going to pay these fines.
0: Hmm. Well, it's a thin veneer
1: over the the same problem. Now it turns out Silicon Valley cities are thinking about joining Seattle and imposing a head tax on big tech companies. Good idea. Great idea. Why
2: don't you try that? And you'll learn a valuable lesson about the free market.
1: Apple's home city of Cupertino and Alphabet's home uh, city of Mountain View might put the issue on the ballot arguing in raise ways do it millions. Cupertino do it it'd raise millions of dollars to cover transportation and housing problems Stockton mobilize
2: your bulldozers ain't no reason Apple well they got the spaceship in Cupertino but there's no reason they couldn't just move down the road to, to you know the Central
4: Valley or I don't know Somewhere else. I think they're paying attention to millennial workplace uh, habits and studies. They know that millennials don't want to move for work. (laughs) If you you tax these millennial
1: companies, they realize, well, I guess we just have to stay and take it. Right. Bay Area Council public policy groups against the head taxes, arguing they're going to undermine the region's long-term economic health and competitiveness. Oh, absolutely it will. Yeah. Yeah. Why the hell would you move...
2: To a town where if you achieve any level of success, they're going to punish you for it.
0: Boy, and this is, I don't know this, but I'm just guessing. I'm guessing moving an Apple and Amazon or whatever is is a hell of a lot easier than, like, GM. How hard would it have been for GM to move from Detroit? A plant that makes automobiles.
2: Everybody grab your laptop.
0: We'll meet you in Stockton. And I wonder if this is going to be the future of America. Big companies will just say, hey, cities, open for bids. What tax breaks do you want to give us? What giant chunk of land right outside of town do you want to give us? Uh, We're going to move our headquarters there. We should make their decisions based on that.
2: Well, as you've suggested with the Seattle, uh, the the, the Amazon thing and and other companies, Starbucks, um, the new Amazon headquarters might become the Amazon headquarters, and they'll kind of slowly drain Seattle. Uh, Apple is very quietly looking for a second, uh, you know, headquarters location.
0: I'm wondering if nobody's talking about it. I'm wondering if that's just an easy way to avoid saying we're moving. Because it would just get so much attention.
2: Okay, say, hey, you hate us having 50,000 people working here? How about we have 10,000 working here now? We got 50,000 in Indianapolis. Honest to God,
0: what would be the argument against you move Apple to some part of the country where you can pay people a lot less because it's so much cheaper to work there? Employees will move from all over the country to work there. Right. You won't have any trouble getting employees.
2: Well, in spite of my funny, funny, everybody grab your laptop illustration, it would be enormously complicated and expensive. Oh,
0: but the amount of money you would save on the long run. Yeah. It would have to be tremendous. Yeah. And the nephew of the... Oh, Seattle, by the way, just is now
2: going to vote on raising property taxes uh, to add to the whole head
1: tax thing. It's okay. Go ahead. The nephew of the Duchess of Sussex plans to unveil his new strain of marijuana in Santa Rosa, California next month. Tyler Dooley is a legal cannabis farmer in grants pass, and he's calling his cannabis Markle Sparkle in honor of his royal aunt. Meghan Markle is going to be entering Sparkle in the High Times Cannabis Cup competition at the Santa Rosa Fairgrounds on June 2nd, duly admitting he hasn't spoken to his aunt in three years. But the the online description of Markle Sparkle says noble families often inspire their country persons to craft and dedicate products to them. All right, Stoney.
2: Save the
1: Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. Western Conference Finals all tied up two games apiece. Warriors outscored 25-12 to over the final 12 minutes as they lost 95-92 to the Rockets in game four at Oracle. And the Cavaliers and the Celtics are also tied at two. They're heading into tonight's game five of the Eastern Conference Finals in Boston. Tip-off's going to be at 530 West Coast.
0: That's that a- hurt. That hurt. That's why I've given up on
1: sports for the rest of my life. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of a Nation. Warriors had several shots, too. I mean, oh, several yeah. opportunities.
2: You gotta knock down your shots, Jack.
1: Yeah. What are you gonna do? If you're gonna stop watching
0: sports, what are you gonna do?
2: Shout out to all the uh, folks listening, to Grants Pass, by the way, beautiful Grants Pass, yep. Oregon. Every time we mention it, we get a handful of folks who say hello. Even though we're not
0: on the R bar. Smoking your Markle Sparkle, you drug fiends. <laughs> Exploiting that poor girl for a good name. The Petering Out is coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Megan! Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. qualification required for emotional support animals. They, they don't need any kind of training. Basically, any garbage pet can qualify.
4: Currently, there are no rules at the Department of Transportation
2: as to what constitutes an emotional support animal. There's not even a rule on how many animals a person can bring on any one flight. One. You get f***ing <laughs> one, all right? If one support animal isn't doing the trick, the problem isn't the number of animals. <laughs>
4: Who's that humorist? It's Jim Jeffries, very uh, very funny stand up comedian. He's got a a weekly show on Comedy Central.
0: I see. I was at a a thing yesterday where they made an announcement that no animals are allowed here unless they are emotional support annuals containing the emblem or whatever that badge is, which we all know you can get online anywhere just by asking. So <laughs> right. they want to make you they want you Boy, to jump through the widest of hoops, I guess. That's like get, a ten cent cover charge right mm-hmm. there. A little more on what the NFL has decided over uh, kneeling for the National Anthem. They're now going to find teams who whose players are any other team personnel. You can't have the guy that runs out and gets the uh, thing that holds the ball up. The T? The kicking The guy tea? runs out and gets a T. He can't do it either. Nobody. <laughs> they need to show, quote, appropriate respect for the Anthem. All right. Keeping in mind, of course. Well, let me read this. This is from Roger Goodell. It was unfortunate that on-field protests created a false perception among many that thousands of NFL players were unpatriotic, Goodell said today. This is not and never was the case, which reminds you that what this is all about is perception. This is a business, like it's a restaurant or anything else. They're trying to make money, and they felt like it's it's making more of their customers mad than happy, and they're trying to figure out how to deal with it. Getting back to the showing respect for the national anthem Which isn't defined? Does that mean you can stand on the field with your fist in the air, or does that violate the rules? Don't know. I suppose until somebody does it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good and broad. I mean, because if somebody started,
2: you know, disco dancing during the national anthem, that would be disrespectful. Some
0: people think it's incredibly disrespectful to leave your hat on. Well, if you just left your hat on, I don't know. Um, uh, Keeping in mind that it's it's just something somebody came up with, however many years ago, just kind of randomly. It's just entertainment. We don't have the National Anthem before movies or concerts for no good reason right. that we do it during football games. I mean, it's, it doesn't have to happen. It's not part of our government system or it's not in the Constitution. I mean, it's just all. No, no. It's just part of the show. It's nice. It's nice. I'm, I like it. I like it, too. On the other
2: hand, you know, I go back to the uh, great libertarian principle that an act of
0: respect, if it's made mandatory, becomes uh, an act of submission. If I'm putting on a show and I'm paying the performers in my troupe and it makes our customers happy if you stand for the national anthem you're freaking standing for the national anthem or go work elsewhere or go work somewhere I else. have no problem with that seems like the way to handle it to me sure but I don't know if you if it if something if the entertainment venue reaches the level of like part of the fabric of America Does that rule still apply?
2: What if 80% of uh, all of your employees would immediately uh, reject your leadership?
0: Then you have a whole bunch of slow white guys running around. That'd be entertaining. Mm -hmm. I wonder how viewership will do then. (laughs) Well, the
2: game would be easier to follow.
0: And I mentioned to Sean earlier, (laughs) all of this is the owners either deluding themselves or hoping that it's all this this, that's causing the drop in ratings despite the fact that they had a double-digit drop in ratings before the annealing ever even started... Right. ...that they blamed on the campaign. Although I'd rather have two problems than three. Oh, sure. You know. But I think they're going. it's going south regardless.
2: I actually have 99 problems.
4: Now, Biatch ain't one of them, if you're asking. It's good to know. All right. I think the most likely outcome of this is teams are going to say, okay, so let's say it's a $100,000 fine for every game this happens. 16 games. All right, What what if we just agree... I, I as the owner, we will give you players a check of one and a half million dollars to do community outreach and do things with the Like I, I think that, that well, that's sort kind of, of what conversation is what's going to come of this. Yeah.
0: If one owner says I'll pick up the tab for the fines, you're allowed to do it. What kind of pressure does that put on the other owners? Owner, is there any owner out there that will be okay with it? Well, the owners have to pick up the tab. It's their tab, right? I know, but they won't complain about it. Oh, I pick up the it, tab. And go ahead. as much as yeah. you want. Yeah. Huh. Coming out of my pocket, no problem. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I say final. You say thoughts. Final. Thoughts, final thoughts.
0: Because you got your fan, you got your customers. You got to make happy, but right. you gotta, you gotta make your uh people who work for you happy too. Sure, you know. Anyway, here's your host,
2: Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap things up. Wouldn't that be fun? Hey, Marshall,
1: what's your final thought? Uh, Positive Sean gave me a roll of quarters to pay off his gambling debt, so today I'm going to break open the roll and use the old-timey quarters to play the new rasher of scratchers that I bought yesterday. Wow. Scratchers are giving you a rash now? Maybe back off. Rasher
0: of scratchers. Yes.
4: (laughs) Nice. Uh, Michelangelo, final thought?
1: Yeah, parents, teach your kids to be self-sufficient. If you do so, you won't have to uh, sue them when they're 30 and get them to leave your house. (laughs)
2: Good
4: one. That's a good point. Positive Sean, your final thought for us? Yes, eSports News Fortnite creator Epic Games is creating a $100 million prize pool for their own eSports league. To put this in perspective, the top 10 esports games gave out a combined $91 million in prize money last year.
0: Interesting. Jack, your final thought? Got a text from my wife. Both kids are sick. She said, get home when you can. So I've got, if anybody's ever had sick kids, oh, uh, the relaxing day that is oh. taking care of And then wondering at what point you're sick and you're all just sick. You're all thrown up and fevered and right. complaining and whining. And There's tissues and bowls laying everywhere. Maybe you have a pool. When will dad
2: get sick? That'd be fun for the whole family. (laughs) And on the topic of us being the 24th most significant talk radio show in America, the 24th best football player in the NFL is one Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. There you go. The uh, 24th most popular tourist attraction in the world is the Patronus Twin Towers in Kuala Lumpur. Sure, that's us. And the 24th richest person in the world, it's a three-way tie, the three uh, heirs of the Mars candy fortune. See, that's
0: who we are. Ah, we're we're the Mars candy heirs of talk radio. <laughs> the 24th most popular soda, Mellow Yellow, right behind Mr. Pibb. We're the Russell Wilsons of talk radio. Uh-huh. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So
2: many people will thank. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the links we talked about. You can get in touch with us. Email us at mailbag at com. See you tomorrow unless I get Ebola. God bless America.
3: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
2: Thank you,
0: and good night.
3: (laughs) The show's over. What?
1: Bye-bye.
0: I I just wanted a reasonable amount of time to vacate with consideration the fact that I was not really prepared to support myself at the time where I was served these notices.
2: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.